The McElroy brothers are not experts, and their advice should never be followed. Travis insists he's a sexpert, but if there's a degree on his wall, I haven't seen it. Also, this show isn't for kids, which I mention only so the babies out there will know how cool they are for listening. What's up, you cool baby? It's familiar, but not too familiar, but not too Welcome, my brother, my brother, and me. It's an advice show for the modern scara. Oh. <laughs> October. <laughs> and that means we go from goofs to spooks here on the show. Uh, no more jokes to be found, only pokes at your grave. That's too scary, actually. In fact, Welcome that's not even brother, scary. My brother, me, we're going to murder you. Yeah, it's not scary as much as it is like maudlin and threatening. I don't want to be modeling or threatening. I want to be Frankenstein. Whatever Frankenstein is. That kind of scary. Hi, I'm your oldest brother, Frankenstein. I'm your millest brother, the Wolfman. I'm your baby brother, Osama Bin Laden. (laughs) He was a pretty scary guy, though, I bet. He he had a run for certain. Uh, Have you ever noticed how the Wolfman's never on the FBI's most wanted list? Why aren't we doing more to stop the Wolfman? Can't stop people from breaking into the White House. Maybe we could redirect our efforts. The White House, that's a lost cause. We can't worry about that anymore. But what we can stop is a, a Wolfman. We need to uh, start like a Wolfman program where they can turn themselves in on the 29 other days and like get amnesty and be locked in some kind of like silver cage. What if you saw the Wolfman and you were like, hey, Wolfman's got nards. And he was like, I had a vasectomy. How dare you? <laughs> I mean, still, I'm, I'm, a, I'm a person. A vasectomy doesn't. Oh, Justin, I have so many things to tell you about vasectomies, brother. Okay, they don't okay, they don't just like get all that stuff out of there. First, before you start like getting all getting all fucking uh patronizing, tell me how much you know about Wolfman anatomy, specifically genitalia. They got before you start trying to contradict my goof. Are, I can tell you I know a lot about human dicks and I know a lot about wolf dicks. So I'm just gonna <laughs> conflate those two knowledge bases. The fucking classic example of dealing with the wolf man. I'm, but that's what the mistake everybody makes is thinking he's half wolf and half man. He's something else entirely. And his nards are on his shoulder. And his nards are on his shoulder. It's not. Monster Camp has established that that is not the truth. Monster Camp, Monster Team. Monster Monsters Friends. Squad. Super fun monster fucking weekend. Ass. Weekend um, at Monsters. Why don't we have any jokes? I took that seriously, huh? And I said that we weren't going to do goofs anymore. I guess I was being fucking a little bit of grain of truth there with no jokes, no nothing funny. You know, the problem is we're recording on a Monday, and I have a case of them. <laughs> there, was one, there was one right there, Justin. See, don't sell ourselves short. You got one. <laughs> That's one, and it took, it took us five minutes to get there. So if we keep that up, we're going to have like 12 or 13 goofs in this episode. And that's I think that's pretty much on par. Uh, let's just get into the advice, and hopefully our dear listeners will rescue us from the, I'm going to go ahead and say, a very spooky slump that we find ourselves <laughs> Ooh, we can't Ooh. think of Joey. Ooh, your favorite podcast isn't as funny as it used to be. Ooh, Ooh I'm Ooh. Bramble Pelt. I get it. We fucking get it, okay? We People get it, okay? do a horse thing. We're not fucking clowns we're not we're not your we're not your fucking organ grinder monkeys we're human beings with real life responsibilities sometimes much like tim and eric we want to pretend we were intentionally unfunny exactly can you just give us that once a year maybe once like 12 times a year i know a guy who's very clearly crushing on me i've told him i'm not interested in dating him twice actually but i think he forgot the first time. no he didn't he didn't I would like to remain friends with him because despite him not being the sharpest pin in the cushion, he's fun to be around. So how can I get this through to this guy that I, as a chick who is not into dudes, okay. will never want to date him? How 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 is he fucking this up this hard? Hey, it's Deborah, the biggest Deborah, fuck up you can me, do. D- remind me real quick. Um, what did you say when I asked you out last time? Was it a yes or a no? Was it a yes or a no? Are we no. dating now? Because okay. I can't remember. Let me look at my Was Facebooks. it a yes or a no or I'm a lesbian? 
Which yeah. of those was, was it? Was it like 100% no? Okay, cool. Great, great, great. I'll ask you again in like a week. It's hard. Like, it's fucking hard. Like, it's... I try not to cast aspersions on people that I know two sentences about, but it's like, this doesn't sound like a person that like wants to be your friend. If they don't, mm-hmm. if they don't take no as an answer, and then they also don't take I'm a lesbian as an answer. I don't, th- I don't care how fun you are to be around. If you're going to backseat drive on my sexual identity, I prefer you just I get out the car. I prefer you just get out. I got to fucking. I always take I'm a lesbian for an answer, no matter what the question is. No matter what the question is. You can say that shit on Jeopardy. What is I'm a lesbian? And then Trebek's like, yup, got it again. <laughs> God, you're doing really great, Ken Jennings. <laughs> <laughs> and for $1,000, the answer is I'm just going to take some time away from you right now. The question is, I'm a lesbian. Mm-hmm. That's what correct. is What is it? It's, what is it? It's like when women like other women, Alex Rebecca. Why, why don't you know this? <laughs> How do you know everything in the world but not but this? But not this How thing. Is this your blind spot? Weird. You're like a super smart... Anyway. Um, <laughs> uh, I, I, I don't think that somebody is... I think it... Like, not a joke. If he's not on board with, like... Your sexual preference? I mm-hmm. don't think you guys are friends. I don't think this is like a, a question of him picking up the clues or picking up the hints or getting it. I don't think it's that he's not the sharpest pin in the cushion, as you say. I think it's that he's just like, no, nah, I'm I'm going to change your mind. And like, you don't want to be friends with that person regardless. Oh, there's nothing worse than that. It's hard. It's hard because like we are we have long been in the camp of like, if you have feelings for somebody, tell them. Mm-hmm. And it's hard to like reconcile that with like, Tell them just the once, and then if it's not a if it's a no go, because they don't prefer, then fucking don't oh, keep well, doing I mean, it. Then we need to rephrase it and say like, just tell her, dummy, and then listen carefully and then to listen her response. So careful, oh man, listen so good to the next part. It's vital information. <laughs> if you're to have a next step, your next step is going to be determined by the next things that are said, and you should be on board with that. Otherwise, you're just like watching her mouth move, but in your head thinking like, I did it. I asked her. Oh, I God, she's it. speaking. I haven't been listening. Oh, shit. Did she what say yes? Did she say thespian? She Okay. <laughs> actor, no actor. That's all right. I'll, I'll bring uh, home the bacon while you audition. What a shit show. Yikes. I don't like this at all. This is, this is, I just don't think this person's worth spending time with anymore. Uh, here's what, here's the argument that I would make uh, as to that. Uh, without, again, we don't know this cat. Maybe he is a sweetheart, but picking up on context clues, this is the painting that I'm getting right now. This is someone who's asked you out, and not only did he not take no for an answer, he actually, like, is in denial about who you are as a person in the hopes that you will change your mind about a lot of things and not just his fucking broken-down personality and look, his whole situation. I think he is just in it because he wants to date you. I'm not sure somebody like that wants to be your friend, it's, personally. It, it, it's such an uncomfortable thing for both parties. And for, like, it's uncomfortable the first time, and that's why people are afraid to do it. To keep doing it, to keep subjecting you to that discomfort is, like, is weirdly cruel. Woof. To himself, right? To himself, I mean, to, to you, it's, it's uncomfortable for everyone. It's uncomfortable for me, and I don't even fucking know your real name. It's uncomfortable for our listeners, who now have been this third hand. There are 30 million people who are uncomfortable now. We have 30 million listeners. Griffin, we're basically the, have a Yahoo. I don't want to be uncomfortable anymore. We're basically the Big Bang Theory. Bazoon Joes. <laughs> Bazooka Joe. Bazooka Josh. Hey, here's a Yahoo. It's sent in by Rachel Sperling. Thank you, Rachel. It's by Yahoo Answers user Nina. It's in the pregnancy and parenting newborn baby section. So, Justin. Oh, I should be able to feel this one. No yeah. Problem. Uh, Nina asks, why does my baby have four headlines? I just have my son a week ago, and he was born with lines on his forehead. The kind older people get from raising, raising their eyebrows too much, worrying, and stuff like that. Well, why does my baby have them? I have never before seen or heard of babies having them. Is it normal? I keep convincing myself that it's my fault because I literally stressed every day while I was pregnant. I know only time can mm-hmm. tell, but do you think he'll always have these lines or is there a chance they'll go away as he gets older? Again, he had them right when he came out of me. <laughs> the world's scowliest baby. I think that uh, I've never heard of a baby with worry lines, but based on the 
information provided to me in this uh, uh, Yahoo answer, I do think this baby has cause for concern. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Uh, uh, R.E., his parental situation. I think that he may have some but can you, some room to worry. You, well, I think the most worrying thing of this whole situation to me is that this woman doesn't know the word wrinkles. <laughs> you know, like those lines, like old people get them. Like you know. skin creases shit. You know, it's like when the skin kind of like together, you know, but like, it looks like kind a of butt together. on their face. It's like a butt crack on their face. You know. You, you know. know. Oh, boy. it's. I have never seen a baby. I would be distressed if I... Worked really hard to have a baby. Well, my wife would. But then that baby came out and looked like fucking William Daniels. I would be (laughs) heartbroken. I wanted a new human being. And this human being looks like William Daniels mustache and all. Maybe that's it. Maybe like there's a like knowing soul trapped inside the baby who can't communicate because it's a baby. And like all they can do is like scowl and furrow their brow and try to figure out a way out of this. Oh my God. Is it a Benjamin Button? (gasps) Is you got this old man the baby? first? You got old man baby. The first evidence. The first Benjamin Button in the wild. The baby was born with wrinkles and tattoos and piercings <laughs> and glasses. It's, it was bilingual. I haven't seen the movie. <laughs> what is the return policy here on the baby? Oh, I can feel this one. Ain't got none. Really? You would think. You would think that they would have some sort of like right now. My baby has hair on the top of her head, and then the rest of her hair is sort of sliding down. Oh, it's got like a reverse bald spot with like kind of a Wallace Shawn thing going on. I've, I'm mm-hmm. like, oh boy, what is? I'm checking for warranties, looking for the receipts. I don't have any receipts. I have a social security number. Oops, mine for good. Can you what? trade her out with one of those like spare babies? Spare? Uh, no, actually, they do not include burner babies with your baby. It's really? pretty much just the yeah. You so Cabal Cabal Huntington didn't have a uh, <laughs> have a baby, give a baby, need a baby, take a baby system going on. No, just like a right tray, there, like a little bowl on the front desk. <laughs> just a little bowl there on the front desk next to the 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 peppermint swirls. They apparently used to have one, but now they have these uh, bracelets on their legs uh, uh. With, that beep when you try to participate in that particular program. <laughs> Um, oh, I'm sorry. I thought this was my baby. <laughs> I, am, I guess I am so I embarrassed. did bring a watermelon wrapped in a blanket that I was gonna. But that was for okay. eating. I promise. I I have to assume that babies, when they are born, because they don't have like shit like you know marrow or um, mm-hmm. uh, that stuff that connects your bones. Um, and so I imagine that babies are like the most pliable you are as a human being. So you could probably nip tuck that stuff pretty easy and just sort of chop. Yeah, you just get a it. chip clip, pull the skin back. Clip you it. just chip clip it, and then just chip clip your baby. Just chip clip it. All I'm saying is that if much of society thinks it's permissible to cut the tip of a baby's wiener off, yep, because it it won't remember. This seems like a perfect time for it to go under the knife to get uh, a tuck, a nip. Tuck so face facelift. You're saying, you are saying, cut I'm cut saying. cut the tip and clip the chip. Clip the chip <laughs> and cut the tip. Get your baby looking as fresh as the day he was. Not even the day he was born, I suppose, but maybe the few weeks ago when he was looking all right. Change your kind of fresh. Change your William Daniels into a Bill Daniels. Who's a young actor? Bill maybe Daniels. A, Turn your William Daniels into a Daniel Ratcliffe. <laughs> that, that works is fine, but he has some lines. He has some unsightly lines too. Well, it's a lightning bolt. Okay, <laughs> don't need to be an asshole about it. I'm a 25 year old student, and I'm in a pickle. Vast majority of my friends are women, all the way from high school through uni. Excuse me, college. Thank you. And the various places where I've been employed, I'm perfectly fine with this. I enjoy their company, and I don't feel like I'm missing anything by not having a group of male friends to bro out with. So I'm assuming this is a, this is a man writing this. Mm-hmm. However, I'm not doing so well in the romantic scene. Whenever I tried asking a girl out, I got rejected, even when she was a lesbian. Stop. Whoa. No, it doesn't say that. I don't need any help getting out of the friend zone. That concept is stupid. Uh, and besides, I'm quite fine with keeping my friends as friends. I just don't understand why I seem to get along with women so well in a platonic context, but fail miserably whenever I tried to find that special someone. Help me out, brothers. How do I find that other half of my life that I'm missing? And that's from Lovelorn in the Levant. Oh, that's a great, that's a great pen name. Um, 
Jesus Christ Almighty! I we're gonna. I feel like we're gonna about to get into some shit here. I think? I think we're about to get in the shit. Put on your muck boots and just jump right in. I I because like yeah, I think a lot of people are like this. I know I certainly was. I think it's safe to say like coming up. Most of my friends were, you know, theater friends all the way up through like high school, um, and, and and even a lot of college. And so a lot of those theater friends were women, and I was really good friends with a lot of women, but not such great friends with sex. <laughs> I was not me. Sex and, and I, not me close. and uh, basically any erotic activity were not how I say this acquainted. Right. I mean, the answer to your question is right there in the question. You, you've you been uh, friend, you may, making friends with women from high school uh, all the way to university and, and, and for, for a decade now. Um, and you are, are comfortable with the, that idea. You're comfortable with that relationship. You're practiced in like the social uh, ramifications of of those relationships and you just haven't practiced outside of that. So like it makes it's not that surprising that you would get good at the thing that you have done over and over and over again. I think the secret is you've got to start back at scratch a little bit when you're talking about a uh, uh, something that could be more romantic like you you have to give yourself permission to be kind of a, a neophyte when it comes to that, because it sounds like you don't have nearly the amount do you, of experience. Do you think that those two ideas are mutually exclusive, though? Because I might just be, like, conflating them in a way that doesn't make any sense, because, like, I'm, I, it's super, super, super great that you recognize that the friend zone idea is bullshit, and, and that nobody should, you know, treat treat their pool of, of friends who are female as, like, a, a potential grazing ground if only you know how to make that conversion like that's a super fucked up way to to think and that's great that you understand that but like is there is there some sort of is there is there some sort of connection between knowing how to be friends with women without being gross about it and not being especially romantic i don't think no i don't think that the the i don't think it's about being friends with women i think it's just about being friends like you you are good at being friends you are not so good at romance because you haven't practiced as much i think okay it, this is so thorny to i know it really is like i don't it's really the thing that's hard about it is like we are i a i know we're approaching this from like a like really crazy heteronormative like position so i keep getting tripped up on like gender pronouns and and what have you i don't think anything we're talking about is like exclusive to anyone's sex or gender or anything. I mean, I, I think that it is completely applicable to no matter where you fall on the, the gender and sexuality spectrum. I think that any, I, I think all I'm getting at is that romantic relationships are a different skill set and it's a different thing that you need to learn. And and part of the, the reason you're being so successful with with making friends with with uh, these people and not, and not in like a romantic sense is because when you're making friends with people, you're not putting any pressure on yourself. Exactly. Yeah. It's the exact same way as when you're in like a, a committed relationship. You seem to do better with people who would find you um, repellent uh, before. <laughs> it's because you're 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 not playing the game. You're not you're not uh, putting a bunch of pressure on yourself. You're just being yourself. I will also say this. It makes me think about um, you know, like when you get out of a long relationship and then the next time like you get back in the dating pool, the problem you run into is trying to jump too quickly to the level you were at in your previous relationship. And like that can screw things up and like you're coming into it going, oh, I'm so rusty. I'm so used to being in the relationship. Maybe that same thing is applying here where it's like you're so used to being in a friendship that you're just like trying to jump to that level of comfort with the person. Because but, but I don't think that's I don't, think that's, female I don't think that's necessarily unhealthy. I think what Justin said was exactly right, which is the only distinction between those different skill sets is the pressure that you put on yourself when you are when you are trying to pursue a romantic relationship with somebody. It, it you think, but isn't like, that well, pressure kind of good because it makes you like you know performance show your best and like try for, your best with the person for some people. But like I, I that that pressure. I think is is nominal, and you don't. There are people who let it just fucking wreck everything, 
and mm-hmm. and and that is that's where you need to pump the the brakes a little bit and knowing nothing about your situation i would say that that you know might be the most likely thing of like well this has to be different from how i treat my other friends when really like relationships like romantic relationships are just friendship with a little bit of that extra fire you know what i mean whoa so beautiful that's beautiful. We've we've been talking very very seriously for a while, and I hope we didn't farts and poop. Yeah, okay. Who are you those? Ya- Should we have a Yahoo? Yeah, a Yahoo would be great, Griffin. Uh, this Yahoo uh, was sent in by level four hundred and fifty one Yahoo Shaman Drew Davenport. Uh, it, it, this Yah Drew was asked by Yah Drew Answers user Sadie, who asks, "Haunted corn maze actor tips, please." I'm working in a maze this year, and my character is a saloon girl cannibal, and I can't think of anything to say? What would be scary to you? Okay. How about another bottle of sarsaparilla? Okay. Mm-hmm. So I'm mm-hmm. not sure that a portmanteau is, like, I know that, that you're fucking terrified of those things. When people put two words together, it should be a part. Ah, no thanks. Yeah, I'm, I mean, I'm terrified of them for good reason, though. I mean, look at how I brought this show to a screeching halt. Yeah. How about this? Like, uh, hey, cowboy, but you get pretty hungry out there on the range. Care for a bite? Because she's, that's a, like, cause she's that, a cannibal. That's like a slow. That's like a <laughs> Where line are you from, going? Wait, I haven't finished my sentence. That's, like a, that's like, sounds like she's trying to, like, seduce him and eat him like a praying mantis. Right. That sounds like a line from Old West Species. But also, Is that not what's going on? It's just not how corn mazes work, where you jump out and you're <laughs> He's like, gone. You're like, hey, there, cowboy, you look hungry because you've been out on the range. You've been taking the long road from Tuscaloosa, and it looks to me like, ah, oh, shit. Another oh, one. I, I, I know, gone. just jump out and yell, I got my masters for this. Yeah. I went to I went to Corn Maze School. I was on three episodes of uh, of Days of Our Lives. <laughs> from a from a day player on psych to this. I why do you need characters in a corn maze? Well a corn a corn maze is the fucking scariest imaginable place that you can be. A, you could die in there. You could just get lost and die in there. It happens every year. There's like 30 deaths. It's like more than, um, more than shark bites. Um, mm-hmm. B. And way more than shark tank. B. It, corn- goes, it goes corn maze, corn shark, mazes, attacks, shark attacks, and then pot machines falling, pot machines over, falling on over on people. That's exactly right. B. Corn is the scariest vegetable. It looks like a knife. It looks like a knife. It's got a fucking hilt. It has its own scabbard. So maybe a sword. Knives typically don't have scabbards or hilts. Um, C, scarecrows. Right. It's just there. It's just right there. I, I just I mean, why not? Why not just like wear a scary mask and jump out? Do you think the guy who invented the scarecrow, mm. like on the day he invented it, he was like, ah, oh, that's pretty. Uh, and he invented it during the daytime. Mm-hmm. And he was like, I got to figure out something to do to get rid of these crows. Wait a minute, I got it. I'll make a scarecrow. And he made it up in the daytime. He was like, eh, pretty good invention, old Tommy man. I think I crushed it. And then that first night, he looks out the window and is like, what the fuck have I done? <laughs> this is the scare. Hey, Martha, come look at this shit. I'm losing my mind. Look what I did. I made the scariest thing ever. So we now sh- I'm, a, I'm a nightmare weaver, Martha. I'm a nightmare Martha. weaver. I am Edgar Allan Poe. I made a, I made a scare human. I'm I'm Stephen King, senior, 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 and I can't believe I just created this terrifying vision. I was at Home Depot the other day buying a a fire pit, and uh, they had their, you know, they had their autumn regalia out, and there was a fucking scarecrow that was just, like, propped out in the garden section, and there were actually crows on it. Like, actual crows just, like, chilling. Pretty good scarecrow. Pretty good job, inventor of the scarecrow. You invented things that can only scare humans and nothing else. Well done, <laughs> sir. No, the world wasn't scary enough. Let's go ahead and get more stuff and make sure that we surround it with knife-shaped produce. Terrific job. Yeah. The worst part about that is that guy had to watch all the time to see if it was working. He just had to stare at that thing. Maybe set up like an old-timey lawn chair next to it and just see if the crows were And coming. eventually Ugh. they became friends. I lost a shoe in a corn maze once. Do you remember those books that like you used to buy at the Scholastic Book Fair that were like Scary Story Six or whatever? Yeah, goose, pim- goose pimples. They were scary as fuck. There was, there was one about like a, a scarecrow that like peeled people's skin off and laid it out to dry on a barn or some shit. Yeah, and but it was actually Richard Gere dressed mm-hmm. up like a scarecrow. 
I think that's the plot of the hit West Virginia made film Dark Harvest. Mm-hmm. Richard starring. I can't believe they got Richard Gere in that independent yeah, film production. Yeah, it's a big get. Yeah. But actually, that's funny. Richard Gere is in the Mothman movie, which is set in West right, Virginia. He was, so it's he, not that much of a stretch. He was in WV. He was like, let me swing by for Dark Harvest. But I'm also. Let s- me get into Dark Harvest real quick. I'll play a scarecrow. I, it'll be easy for me because I do that shit in real life. Every scarecrow you see, Richard Gere's in there somewhere. And he wants your skin. He would love it. He would love nothing. That's how he stays looking so young. He would love nothing more than to take your skin, put it on himself, get rid of those fucking William Daniels wrinkles. When he does that charming Richard Gere wink, that's his eyelid skin falling uh-huh. off. Mm-hmm. And he's trying to scoot it back in place. There's a there's a special motion graphics designer that works on every fucking film he's in that has to edit that shit out. That has to edit off this edit out the sloughing of his skin to the floor. Guys, if one celebrity besides Richard Gere had to be every scarecrow. Mm-hmm. Which actor or actress do you think would be, is like the most like a scarecrow? I think Jeff Goldblum is very much like a scarecrow. Well, that's not fair. No, he's like a, okay. he's like an American treasure. I love Jeff Goldblum. Are you saying because he, he has the dimensions of a scarecrow? Is that what you're saying? Because that's, that's I'm, hateful. I'm just saying if it turned out he was a scarecrow the whole time, I wouldn't be surprised. Bushimi too. Well, that's okay. I'm sorry, Justin. I hate to call you on semantics, but you wouldn't be surprised if it turned out that Jeff Goldblum had a scarecrow all If Jeff Goldblum just fell over at the Oscars (laughs) and a bunch of straw poured out of him, you'd be like, I fucking knew it. I told everyone. I'm 33. It's very hard to surprise me. We met Jeff Goldblum uh, outside the, the show door at the Rainmaker. And I lit a cigarette, and he lost his fucking mind. Yeah. Explain that. He said, uh, he he said uh, like wet hay. He said, uh, oh, no, 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 no. Uh, no, no, no. That's my Jeff Goldblum impression. Yeah, it sounds a little bit like Yogi Bear. No, no, no. But no. hey. We must, we must get away. We must get away from the, the cigarette. Hey. No, 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 no. Hey. Hey, bada bada. Impressions. If we're going to afford all of these... Anti Richard Gear wards that we have to hang in every room of our house. We're gonna need some more money. We're gonna need some more intake. Let's go to money. Two words, people. Two words. Piss beard. Piss beard. <laughs> no, you can't say that, Griffin, because we haven't ah, done that. Fuck, yet. we broke the time stream. We, we ran out of time reversal cubes. Don't worry, guys. We're going to talk about piss beards here in a few minutes, and you're going to realize why, and you're going to love the jokes. Go on, But Trev. the two words are free snacks. Yes. Mm. If you act now, we're going to give you the opportunity to get free snacks, and here's the thing. Snacks are not only good, they're good for you if you get the right ones. You got to get delicious, wholesome snacks at naturebox.com. We've been talking about Naturebox for, I think, 18 years now. Mm-hmm. And if you haven't tried it, you are a fool. You're a fool. I'm thinking but maybe about... maybe this is your first episode. Maybe you've never listened to it before. Then you're still so here's a fool. The deal with, here's the deal with Naturebox. Naturebox gives you hundreds of snack options. And these are like, really, all three of us are subscribers and very, very happy about it. You'll find snacks with no added sugar, no gluten... That kind of stuff. It's all in there. Which Everything makes it for everyone. Which makes them sound shitty, but they're actually extremely good and very delicious. I'm thinking about getting on that Benjamin Franklin schedule where I just eat only snacks 20 times mm-hmm. a day. I have 20 <laughs> little meals, and it'll be like sunflower kettle kernels. Known picture of health, Ben Franklin. Well, later and on, you get to go through. Uh, you get to go through and pick whatever you want. Um, and it's way like peanut butter nom noms are kind of like the go to. There's like a cocoa nom nom that's so good. That's what Teresa and I all we did was like eat nature boxes as we drove across the country. And it was, it kept us going, kept us from like, murdering each other. It was really nice. Now, with <clears throat> nature box, we used to do a 50% off thing. This is new. You're going to get a free trial box by going to naturebox.com slash my brother. You can get five of the most popular snacks for free. That's free huge. Snacks. I had no idea that we it's were doing massive. that. Here, enjoy. Yeah. Oh, are you starving? Give us your hungry, your tired, your poor. Here are if five you, snacks. If you don't do it at this point where you get a free box, like, what are you doing? What's your fucking Just problem? Get the box. Do you hate food? Are you a plant? Are you a Go plant or a person? Slash my brother, you plant. Come on, plant. Go. Come on, stupid plant. 
My Brother, My Brother Me is also supported by Squarespace, the all-in-one platform that makes it fast and easy to create your own professional website or online portfolio. Um, they, they really are some good-looking goddamn websites. Uh, as a person who's taken like two and a half hours of Code Academy lessons, I can say that this is some sound coding that they've done here, some sound web design and programming. Um, they have all kinds of presets that you can use that are beautiful to start out with, and then you can chop and screw them how you like. Uh, they have a support team that's available 24 seven. Uh, they have a logo generator to design your own logo. Not everybody has their own Justin Russo, you know? So, some people right. need uh, software. Uh, it just it starts at $8 a month, and that includes a free domain name if you sign up for a year. And wow. maybe you're like me, and you listen to other uh, podcasts, and you've heard about Squarespace before, but you've never checked it out. Well, let me tell you why this is different. If you check it out using our code, it benefits us. We get stuff right. from it. Probably. Yeah, it helps we us rather than those other shitty podcasts that and you listen to. It, so this is important. It really is great. It's it's all responsive design, so so it'll, your your site will work on every device uh, conceivable. Uh, Game Boy Color, Game Boy Pocket. So go to squarespace.com and use the offer code my brother. That's all one word, my brother, to get ten percent off your first purchase. That's Squarespace, a better web. Starts with your website. It's got to really fucking be the change you want to see on the, the information superhighway. I got a, a message for Jeff and Dylan, and it's from Jeff, but a different Jeff. What okay. are the odds? I know. Jeffrey and Dylan. Happy five-month anniversary, Jeffrey and oh, Dylan. Yeah. Jeffrey and Dylan. Sorry for the delay, yes. Jeffrey and Dylan. But the only person tardier than the brothers is me, Jeffrey and Dylan. Jeffrey and Dylan. Serious <laughs> apologies, Jeffrey and Dylan. Jeffrey and Dylan. Do you want to get a drink later, Jeffrey and Dylan? <laughs> Absolutely. <laughs> Fantastic. Nothing I can add yep, there. You did it. Congratulations. You split the uh, the goof uprights. We said no goofs yep. on this episode, and yet you managed to pull one out you of the abyss. Squeak one in. Uh, I got another message for trailer from... Whoa! Oh, you could not fuck that up worse. <laughs> sorry. <laughs> it's from Trevor. Not uh, Trevor. I'm sorry. I pine for you. Autumn is who the message is from. It's from Airstream. says, hi, T. <laughs> hi, T. Hi, TT. Yep, that nickname is official since the McBros. Sorry, he's it. got a new, better nickname, and that's Trailer. <laughs> we made up called Trailer. Uh, thanks for letting me paint your toenails and fart on you while you're sleeping. I've been doing it for almost four years now. Yay, love. The shout out is the best drunk purchase ever. Yes, it is. You're the best. And then it says, please follow message with more Amelie uh, impersonation. It sounds like she wants Trailer to do that. Have, have a happy birthday, Trailer. Um, I am in your glove compartment. I don't think it's Trailer's birthday, but maybe in Amelie's world. <laughs> happy birthday, now. Trailer. In Amelie's world, it's everyone's birthday all the time. Everyone is birthday all the time. Fantastic. Everyone is birthday. So best true today. Best money zone yet. Mark your calendars for a brand new thing. The first ever Max Fun Week is coming up October 15th through 21st. Max Fun Week's all about celebrating the creativity and passion of our listeners. We'll have podcast crossovers, Q&As, behind the scenes tours, giveaways, and more. No fundraising, just awesome stuff for you. So tune into your favorite Max Fun shows, tell a friend about Max Fun, and check out some new shows during Max Fun Week, October 15th through 21st. Oh shit, breaking news. We've got some farm wisdom. I can't believe farm it. wisdom. Put your scarecrow in the barn farm wisdom. And then light that barn on fire. <laughs> Stop him anyway. Stop you him can. however farm you can. Farm wisdom. Griffin, I would like you to read it, please. Okay. Uh, this is uh, the worst thing I've ever read. This is the worst. This is the world's worst sentence. Thank you for listening to my brother, my brother, and me. This is the world's worst sentence. You're hearing the debut of the world's worst sentence right now. Here it comes. Are, you're not. Your life is not going to be the same. This is going to be the moment that you'll always remember of where it all started to go bad. Your whole. There's existence. still time to get There's out. There's still time to leave. Before the world's worst sentence, billy goats pee in their mouth and beard when they're horny. And that's from Cassandra and Micah, who just ruined the lives of 30 million people. <laughs> what, what, what Cassandra and Micah do not include is the phrase on purpose. 
Is it like an accident thing? Is it like they're like so horny? They're like, shit, not again. Oh, man, not again. A piss beard. <laughs> I gotta stop getting so horny and then peeing on myself. Horny all the time. Uh, hey, Greg? Uh, yeah, Mitch, what's going on? Yeah, Greg, uh, just so you know, I noticed that when my wife stopped by earlier this week, you know Darla? Yeah, I know Darla. Yeah, I noticed when she stopped by, your beard smelled like piss. And I, I want you to explain that to me right the, now, or our friendship is The over. reason for that, and I, I think I figured it out, is that I watched you piss in your mouth and beard. <laughs> so, so, kind of, so, should we dissect this? Is there something we need to talk about? Is there something going on here? What I want to find I'm out, but goat. I'm not willing to look it up, is if it's like a, they do it and react to it, or if it's just like something that happens and they just stand there continuing to be horny, gently peeing in their mouths and beards. Do you think that's why they eat all that garbage? Because they're trying to find something Because they feel like garbage? <laughs> it's, I feel like garbage. This is what that's I deserve. I'm gonna um, I deserve this. Look at me. I'm a monster. It's, it's super <laughs> weird. This past summer, I went and saw Disney Planes Fire and Rescue, and I started pissing in my mouth and beard. So I guess is it planes that talking planes do it do it for me? Is it maybe the whole cars universe? <laughs> I'm changing. I'm metamorphosizing because fucking Cassandra and Micah just ruined my life. Thanks for Thank nothing, you, Cassandra, Cassandra and Micah, for that sentence. Do you think Zambonis are the fat people of the cars first? Probably not. How about a question? I'm very awkward when it comes to receiving compliments, and although it's very nice to hear that someone likes something I'm wearing or my new haircut, I always have some very odd responses. I have a terrible habit of needing to respond where I got something or how I got it as soon as it's acknowledged. Now, if getting these things from somewhere interesting or I had a cool story behind them, that might be different, but most of my clothes I get secondhand or I cut my own hair, so our conversation usually ends in a lull where the person stares at me waiting for some sort of point to my story. Brothers, how can I learn to respond to things without going on long and boring tangents? Uh, not unlike this question. Okay, wait, I want to play this out. Justin, I need you to compliment my hair. Uh, okay. Okay, hey, Trevor, your haircut's looking good. I cut it myself. I did yeah, myself. Yeah, it's pretty bad. Can I, you know, I was laughing when you were reading that question. I came Why? to the slow and horrifying realization that nobody in... My, the fullness of my lifetime has ever asked me where I got an article of clothing or haircut in my life, ever. Is my shit super busted? Is it because I only wear clothes I bought at Target? And Target clothes are designed to be almost camouflage-esque, almost like razzle-dazzle. They're super fucking hard to like get a lock on my clothes because they're so normal, all my Massimo jeans. Where did you get those Massimo jeans? I must know. Was it Target? The only place where they have those. Are you even wearing <laughs> jeans right now? Kermit, I'm trying to focus on I'm trying to the f- bottom half of your body, and I can't. I'm trying My to focus on the... slides off you. I'm trying to focus on the same two flannel shirts you've bought 20 times, but it doesn't seem to stick for some reason. Mm. You literally blend in with everything. Where did you get your hair buzzed with a size 6 guard every fucking time for the past seven years? I must know. Pay somebody to do that. What do you call that? Oh, I call it the same haircut I've gotten for a long, long time. Uh, no, Rachel does it for me in our backyard. It's a pretty good uh, money, <laughs> money saving tip. <laughs> have Rachel cut your hair. Have have my wife cut your hair in our backyard. She does a great job. She gets a little nervous I, about uh, cutting the bangs, which I don't blame her because that is the money it zone. That's my the, money zone. You know where this gets awkward is I have a shirt that I uh, made with Justin Russo. Uh, we we had a clothing line uh, for a while called 100% Juddalo because I thought it was pretty funny to replace Jug in Juggalo with Judd and make a shirt that said 100% Juddalo and it had a picture of the Judds on it. Mm. And I will occasionally receive compliments on this shirt. And then I have to look this person straight in the eye and say, thanks, I'm, thanks, I'm an idiot. No, I'm not, <laughs> thanks, I'm, made, thanks, I'm, I'm, a, I thanks I'm a stupid animal. I feel you like find some if you want. But if the question is, I need an interesting response, I don't feel like you get more interesting than thanks. I made it myself. 
And then they go, what? No, you didn't. Yes, I did, because I thought it was funny, but now I feel stupid. I guess, I guess that's true. I, the problem is I forgot the link for so long that I can't tell people where to get their own. Yeah. Geocities.com slash 100% Juddalo. As it turns out, it's Juddalo.spreadshirt.com. And apparently uh, the last tweet from at Juddalo, Juddalo Apparel official Twitter account, was uh, June of 2012. And I said, the people who have spoken, Juddalo begins work on its Judd Nelson shirt coming soon. (laughs) That lies. (laughs) Empty promises. Uh... So that that is that is uh, not a thriving. I thought that would get me out of the podcast racket, uh, but but uh, it it did not. Justin, I feel like more than either of us, you you have a lot of uh, distinctive apparel uh, in in the form of your. I mean, obviously the the gold standard is your fat mama t shirt, mm-hmm. a t shirt <laughs> a t shirt celebrating the. Uh, personal brand of Fat Mama, uh, who you might know, you won't know, uh, from the television show Who Wants to Be a Superhero, starring Stan Lee. Mm-hmm. I do have a uh, uh, Fat Mama shirt that I bought from Fat Mama. The problem is, I, the problem is I can't see that shirt in the dark. Oh, wait. I can. <laughs> you can. Because it the does, donut glows. Because it does glow in the dark, and of course there is a donut. I've gotten to a point, another fun fun uh, uh, tidbit about my wardrobe is that uh, my my in-laws, Sydney's family, uh, have made trips to Tybee Island in Georgia for a long time. Uh, they that, that has been their, their vacation spot of choice for the past five years or so. And every time they went, they would bring me back a uh, uh, <laughs> a Tybee Island t-shirt that they purchased, and since I've been going going with them, I have continued the tradition by buying Tybee Island t-shirts. Uh, so I started getting them, like, ironically. Like, I laughed because her little sister picked them out, and she was, like, six or seven at the time. So th- they maybe uh, uh, weren't the mo- most fashion-forward. And then all of a sudden, it turned out that half of the clothes that I own say Tybee Island on them somewhere, along with some other... Uh, rejoinder like uh, uh, it's five o'clock somewhere. This is in Tybee Island. This is breaking breaking Southern California news. Jesse Thorne has burst into flames somewhere, and nobody knows why. <laughs> you've been listening. You've been listening to "Take This Off," starring the McElroy Brothers. <laughs> Beach t-shirts relax me we're, now. I don't know what we're it is. killing I, I, fashion I one shirt at a time. Take that. I, I, so so sue me. It's October in West Virginia. I'd like to live on island time for a day. You cut me some. Snacks. I have Spotify open right now on my computer. Do you want me to blast you? Do you want me to put you on blast? Because I got your history right here in the sidebar. Take it back by Jimmy Buffett. Nautical Wheelers by Jimmy Buffett. Jolly Mon Sing by Jimmy <laughs> Buffett. Steamer by Jimmy Buffett. Treat her like a lady by Jimmy Buffett. Manana by Jimmy Buffett. When Salome plays the drum by James Buffett. Havana Daydreaming by Jimmy Buffett. What the fuck happened to you? <laughs> Are you Hondas? Are you fucking possessed? You used to be my brother. <laughs> I had a case of the Mondays. I had this old Monday blues. And I was just trying to chase them away. I just want to remind people of the concept of the show is that Justin makes up one third of the team that feels qualified to tell other people how to live their life. How did you fuck all? (laughs) You guys want to Yahoo? You guys want to Yahoo? Sure. This Yahoo was sent in by Justin Rubio. Thank you, Justin. It's by Yahoo Answers user JB, who asks, best fast rap hip hop songs to have sex to. I love really fast and loud hip hop songs. E.G. Drop by Timbaland and Magoo. Is that a person? I believe so, yeah. Uh, or songs like Lip Gloss by Lil Mama. I also like fast-paced club music like Warp 1.9 by the Bloody Beat Roots. That's fake. Uh, thanks. Fast rap hip-hop songs to have sex to. Um, what about I- that mystical track, Hit Me? It, That'd be a good that's one. That's pretty good. I like Bombs Over Baghdad by Outkast, ah, except yeah. if you do that, the friction would like break all the bones in both your bodies. Is there a point at which it becomes so sexy that it stops being sexy like Anaconda? Uh, that's the least erotic song, I think. The g- Great job. You made a song about butts, which are basically the best part that any of us have, and you just kind of ruined it. You just kind of ruined the whole sort of concept of what a butt can be. It did come out of the point where there are like six other butt songs, though. 
That is true. I didn't get that all about the that bass was about. So I got confused, what? and I was talking to friends about this the other day. Is all about that bass about um, big butts, or is it about like them actually preferring like the low parts of songs? Griffin, the bridge is I'm bringing booty back. It just seems like I, I want her to pick one thing or the other. But she's all about that bass. You know what I mean? Like like her butt. You don't like. You're not comfortable with the double entendres. I just don't. It's, is my, it's do you like a, the song by J Lo and Iggy Azalea simply called "Booty"? Is that clearer to you? Does that like feel, fit more into your concept? I of do. What a yeah, I do. I do, and I'll tell you why. It's because w- w- what are we all about? Booty, fantastic. Thank you. Me too. Uh, what are you all about? I'm about bass, like the low parts of music, but I also butts. And it's like I, I have, I've got a hit, Bubba Sp- Sparks featuring Yin Yang's track for you, what is, Griffin called Miss New Booty. Okay, wherein the Yin Yang twins just say booty, booty, booty. Yeah, no, yeah. Over that's and over that's fantastic. That's, that's How come there's so many songs about booty, but not a lot of songs about breasts? That's a great. <laughs> that's a great point. <laughs> I mean, you never hear a song that's like, I like big boobs. They're pretty great. Breasts everywhere. Breasts, breasts everywhere. Travis, you're apparently not familiar with Sir Mix Lot's less popular follow-up. Put them on the glass. Uh, but but we. Sorry, Travis. Uh, sorry, Travis. Put them on the glass. Uh, <laughs> my ticket. Get edit in a little. Put them on the glass for me. Uh, I just did, and it was great. Um, I put them on the glass. Terrific. I think to to get back to my point about all about that bass is I think I just think it could be two songs. I, just, I think she could have one song that's like, isn't the low parts of music really great? And then another song that's like, hey, now now that we're done with that other song, let's talk about butts for a little while. <laughs> I don't think that's oh, too much like they did with like, a, like, a, like Queen did with We Will Rock You and We Are the Champions. That's exactly what I'm saying. It's a two-part song. I'm saying it's like uh, the Pure Prairie League, Amy, into uh, In and Out of Love with You. I'm mm-hmm. saying it's it's foreplay long time. I'm saying it's let's talk about butts. Okay, Next part of the this song. This is her Layla and weird ending of Layla. That's what I'm saying. Travis, that's what I was just about to say. Why did Eric Clapton ruin Layla by putting a part at the end that's not as good as the rest of the song? So now, be... please listen to this for no, another no, three no, minutes. How about this? <laughs> you already started listening to this, and here's some more of a song. Um, I hope you weren't looking for the next song on the radio, because it's going to be a while. I, I'm saying we have a brain stew situation on our hands. Or we could. I think it would be a much, much improved thing. It could be like all about that bass. About that bass. No treble. And butts are cool, and butts are great. They are better when they're big. That's what my mom said. That's just a prototype, I'm assuming. You're going to smooth out some of these, these baby wrinkles. Butts and butts and, and butts and butts. butts. butts Good job, butts. Keep it up. Hey, butts, let's talk about you now. You have nothing to do with music. Hey, 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 hey. And then it's mostly hey after that. I would buy that track. It's a good track. It's two tracks. Double your money. This, this is what I'm saying. So many young artists, musical artists, are fucking broke nowadays. Um, all, all of your favorites. Coldplay, they have nothing. They have no money. They have no dollars Because whatsoever. of their song about butts and music. It's but, all about butts and music. Exactly. Um, Sorry, Travis. Uh-huh. Sorry. Hold on. Breaking news, Travis. You're... Uh, your fucking uh, 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 100 Lives of Black Jack Savage poll has just been outdone by your obscure reference to the hit musical A New Brain. Yes. Starring the guy from Caroline in the City. Woo! It was it so obs- it couldn't be done. It was so obscure You're that welcome, I didn't even Finn. I didn't even realize it was a fucking reference. So that's where we are as a as an entertainment show now. So now one third of us got it. What yeah. I'm what I'm saying the point Excellent. that I'm making is that this this young lady this young musical artist can double her profits. She can have two chart toppers instead of just the one that, that, that is going to get the iTunes downloads. It's all about but fucking diversifying the, But here's your... the question. Does the song about music have the same draw as the song about butts? It does if you fucking attach them. You know, the good thing about it is that you, I, I feel comfortable giving my baby daughter a song about music and the low parts of music. Exactly. Um, her oh. hearing is fully formed. I'm excited about that. I can't let her hear a song that's even obliquely about butts. Exactly. She'll find out about butts in her own good time. I'm not exposing her to that. So have you not let her listen to Back to Pooh Corner? Travis Patrick, Travis Patrick McElroy. That was the only good thing left. That was the only good thing left. <laughs> and you just took that from me, Travis Patrick McElroy. It's all piss beards and Pooh Corner here this week. <laughs> This is the worst show ever. Fuck. It was the only 
only good thing left. The only source of pure joy in this fucking world. Oh my god. They can't invent good things fast enough for us to ruin them. God. I gotta call I gotta call K-Logs up. <laughs> Admit you it. need to Travis, up your output, want, dog. Okay. Travis, I want you, uh, this is not a joke. I want you to find the contact information for Kenny Loggins, probably his management, okay? I want you to find the contact information in Kenny Loggins, and I want you to write him an apology <laughs> for what you did. I will do I this. I want you to apologize to Kenny Loggins. You can use you can use our pod, thirty million people listening to this fucking thing is going to get a lot more draw than any any change.org petition ever will. I want you to use this as your platform, and I need you to start right now. Travis, right now, I want you to go to Twitter, and I want you to type period at Kenny Loggins, and I want you to write an apology to him right now. And then I want you to read it on our show to our, our massive fan base. I want you to tweet that right now because I want people to see it without even knowing what you did, and then it'll make sense later. I want you to. Tweet your apology to Kenny Loggins right this second. For, say, I'm sorry okay, for ruining your song on my hit show. Please retweet. Here's a Make sure you actually use our at MBMBAM because that's going to get, okay. if he retweets that, oh my God. Dear While Travis is apologizing to Kenny Loggins. We should wrap up, I think. Sorry uh, we should wrap up our program. Uh, uh, Max Fun Week is coming up. This, you know this is this? very exciting. It's, it's been a big time for max fun this these past couple weeks we just added three new goddamn shows do you remember when they added us and we were like the first one they had in like 14 years and now they're just like all the time but these aren't throwaway podcasts these are fucking phenomenal podcasts that we've added yeah not junk podcasts like ours where we just talk about nonsense and and apologize to kenny loggins not not these podcasts are not dear mr loggins sorry for implying that back to poo corner is about butts please forgive me hashtag mbmbam Oh, that was perfectly, yeah. perfectly organized. Perfect. Um, these these new podcasts are definitely not all piss beards and poo corner. It is right. Uh, these these are these are tremendous podcasts, and th- some of them aren't even new. Let's talk about the Flop House. That th- can that be our so featured good. show of the of the week? Uh, I I feel ashamed that I hadn't listened to it uh, before we picked it up. Uh, but fuck me, I listened to it my whole, uh, I just got back from Chicago, had a really shitty day where like uh, two flights got canceled out from under me, but it's okay because I had these good, good goofs in my ear. Go listen to the Flophouse, it's a good one. Also go listen to Baby Geniuses and Destination DIY. Uh, uh, you're you're going to love these new shows, I guarantee it. And you know, while you're at okay. it, go listen to the other shows that you don't already listen to, and they'll be new to you. I'm coming up on an episode of Lady to Lady that I think not this week, but next week. It might be the 15th or the 16th, but they're great. And if you've never listened to the show, go treat yourself. Go treat yourself. Also, go listen to Bullseye. Justin's on that one. Uh, Travis, blast me through. What? What did I say? I said Bullseye, didn't I? Yeah. It's phonetically similar to Sawbones. All right. Uh, Travis, why don't you blast through the schedule of Max Fun Week? Okay, we should maybe super fast. We should make we didn't really set up Max Fun Week, so why don't we talk about what it actually with the fucking? I don't understand. Okay, Okay, so Max Fun Week is just kind of like a you know a community building exercise. It's saying, hey, we're not asking for money, we're not asking from anything from you. We just want you to feel more like a part of the community, the Max Fun community. So it's an excuse to get you to listen to shows you maybe haven't checked out yet and maybe just kind of reach out and make a new connection. And so we have a whole schedule of fun events. Um, thir- so it starts Wednesday, October 15th, Max Fun Trivia Day. How deep does your Max Fun trivia knowledge go? Uh, they'll be posting trivia questions on the Max Fun HQ Twitter account, and the first person to answer each question will get entered in a drawing for like prizes and shit. So make sure you're following Max Fun HQ and make sure you're paying attention uh, on Wednesday. Uh, on Thursday, it's all about leaving reviews on iTunes and checking out shows maybe you haven't checked out before and then writing a nice review or liking someone else's review and just kind of getting the word out, building up our, you know, our, our base and our brand and all that shit. Um, Friday, October 17th is, uh, oh, this one's pretty awesome, you guys. Basically, um, They'll post an audio clip of one of Judge John Hodgman's signature interpretations uh, on Twitter, and it's up to you to guess the reference. And the first correct answer gets entered in a drawing for a prize. So that's fun. How about the, John Hodgman? How about this next one, though? Oh, this, this one's, one's all about the bass. Chill. All about that bass. 
The butts are the music because it. You have to fucking clarify with that stupid song. Okay. On Saturday, October eighteenth, here's your challenge. You got to draw the Adventure Zone adventures. So you can who can uh, basically in case you for some reason haven't heard it yet, we did an episode of this show that you're listening to now. Were you about to say? You about to read the copy about us? Who can forget that dumb shit that they did that one time? Basically, what we're looking for is some kind of visual representation, whether it's like drawing or painting or sculpting or whatever, uh, of the characters that we played in D&D. Um, and the person who does the best one, the winning artist, will get a signed D&D Players, uh, Players Handbook 5th Edition signed by all of us, all the brothers. We should probably do that. <laughs> yeah, we'll like get on that and shit. <laughs> we'll do it. We'll like do it. Um, boy, I miss the adventures on I wish we did more of that. <gasps> I wish we had recorded I some. wish we had recorded more of that. Jesus. Mm. Seems it just seems like poor, you know, foresight for us to like start yeah. a, a grand campaign and then not follow through. Yeah. Um, and then on Sunday, it's all about scheduling meetups in your hometown. Make sure to let people know about it. Monday, um, share your favorite episode. Tell all your friends about it. Make a post on Facebook or on Reddit or on Twitter. Um, and then Tuesday is the Max Fun Rocket Collaring Contest. Uh, they'll post a line drawing of the Max Fun Signature Rocket, and then you color it, decorate it, whatever you want to do. Um, and if uh, and then the favorite will win a prize. So lots of chances to win prizes. Hang out with people, get involved, and do some shit. So it's not about anything other than just like celebrating you fine folks um, uh, yeah. for listening to our show. If you, if you there's going to be a schedule <laughs> posted on Max Fun, uh, the Max Fun Facebook group on the Reddit. Max Fun thing. If you follow Max Fun HQ on Twitter, you're gonna get uh, uh, all of the the information. There's also going to be uh, some some fun crossovers. And for our Max Fun episode, our Max Fun Week episode, we have a very special guest. We're very excited about this. Not only is he like an amazing dude, but he's he's like super cool, and we're really happy. We're gonna be joined by John Hodgman himself, who is um, who is going to be pleased when he finds out that we think he's amazing and super cool. Yeah, so if you guys want to let him know that we think he's a super cool dude, um, make sure. So if you're listening to this uh, today on Monday, then you need to send us some desperate questions ASAP um, and then get them answered by John Hodgman. Uh, that'll be very exciting and intimidating and terrifying. But mostly yeah, we probably won't really be funny I'm at all. Scared. Yeah, I'm scared about it. Um, Every guest that we've had on the show has been more entertaining and charming and funny and smart than us. Yeah. So this is nothing new. Um, cool. That's Max Fun Week. Cool, it's cool. going to be great. It's going to be a good, good time. Uh, I actually won't be in America for it, but maybe I'll, maybe I'll do a Japanese Max Fun Week. Maybe I'll try and spread the seed over there. Our, our Japanese listener base is not as big as I need it to be. So um, plant the seed. Uh, uh, thanks to people tweeting about the show, like Rick Sammy, uh, Squarehead, Triumphant Jin, Neil Skinner, Chris Depkin, Recovering Ninja Cat, Tommy Travis, David Barnett, Sarah Sasori, Michael Taylor, Joel Kelly, Jake Stefan, uh, uh, the Almost Fosters, uh, Osho in my May, mm-hmm. um, at Renault, and uh, so many others who are tweeting about it, and uh, uh, we really appreciate it. Thanks. Thank you. I want to thank John Roderick and the Long Winters for the theme song. It's a departure off the album, putting the days to bed. Uh, it is. Guys, we talk about it all the time, but it really is so, so good. I was, I was listening to it uh, while I was landing yesterday, it was, and it put me in a very wistful and pensive mood. Also, thanks to NatureBox.com, where you can get great-tasting, healthy snacks for free. Five free Go snacks! To Go to NatureBox.com slash brother and sign up to get your own free sampler box of great-tasting, healthy snacks. And I would like to just take a second to say I love you to my wife. Today is our one-year wedding anniversary. Holy I shit! Love you, Teresa. Congratulations. You did it. Thank you. Thank you. Uh, That's going to do it for us. She doesn't listen to the show. Well, no. Why would she? (laughs) To my brother, my brother, me, Griffin, do you have a final Yahoo? Sure, I got a good one. This final Yahoo was sent in by Laura Sasha or Sacha. Thank you, Lauren. It's by Yahoo Answers user Jackson, who asks, how did DMX's voice get like that? (laughs) (laughs) I'm Justin McElroy. I'm Travis McElroy. I'm Griffin McElroy. This is my brother, my brother, me. Kiss your dad. Square on the lips. Maximumfun.org. Comedy and culture.
Artist-owned. Listener-supported. I'm Cameron Esposito. I'm Rhea Butcher. I am Ricky Carmona. And we are the cast members, what, I don't know, podcastiness of Wham Bam Pow. That's an action and sci-fi movie podcast you can find on MaximumFun.org or on iTunes. And what do we do? News reviews and things you can use. Tons of things you can use. We break it down so it can forever be broken. Hilarious jokes. Plus, sometimes there's a dog in the studio. Sometimes there's a dog here. We'll see you in your earbuds. Thank you.